Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Join the Journey podcast. And if you are thinking to yourself, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like Emma Daughter. You would be correct, friends. My name is Christy Shermack, and I am the executive director of Watermark Health. And we are really excited because this week, Watermark Health is taking over the Join the Journey podcast. That's right. All five days, you're going to have chances to hear a little bit more about the ministry of Watermark Health, what we do, hear from some of our leaders, stories about the patients we interact with. And we're doing this because this month marks the 10-year birthday anniversary celebration of Watermark Community Church launching Watermark Health. Now, listen, I think Watermark Health is the best thing since sliced bread, but some of you might not have ever heard about it. So in case that's you, Watermark Health is an evangelism outreach ministry that helps connect individuals to the local church for discipleship. And we do this by providing health care for the uninsured and the underinsured. We have a variety of urgent care clinics, two brick and mortars, one here just a couple miles from the North Dallas campus that we call our Skillman Clinic. We have a clinic up in Plano that partners with City Bridge, and we have a mobile unit that's out and about in the, in the city and then especially in South Dallas these days. We do it through urgent care services. We also do some dental care, hypertension management, early prenatal care. And this week, you're going to have a chance to hear a little bit more about that as we read the Bible together. And so today, we're starting off a new book in 2 Samuel, starting off with chapter 1. And I brought my friend Bethany Moss to join us in the podcast studio. Bethany, give a rowdy hello to everybody. Hello. <laughs> Glad to be here. We're super pumped to have you, Bethany. Um, share a little bit about who you are. Let everyone know who they're hearing from this morning. Yes, I'm Bethany Moss. I've been a member at Watermark for 10 years this year. Um, have served in a variety of ministries. Uh, I served at the porch, was a community shepherd for a while, uh, serving community formation. And then, like Christy said, I also serve with Watermark Health currently. Awesome. And then, Bethany, tell everyone what you do um, for a living on the day in, day out. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I have a practice up in Addison, and I have just the joy and honor of walking with people in kind of the nitty-gritty behind-the-scenes journey um, of their healing. And so work with a lot of anxiety disorders, uh, PTSD. I also specialize in children, so I get to do a lot of play therapy, which mm -hmm. is lots of fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, Bethany is an awesome friend and someone that's joined our staff team quite a few times to even just help us learn how do we cope in the middle of a helper profession and how do healthcare workers care for themselves wisely as they're in the middle of a hard environment to be in. And so I'm really excited for the church and those that listen to get to benefit from your wisdom today. And listen, as we mapped out how do we celebrate 10 years of Watermark Health, we thought, why? what would be better than to start with a chapter on grief? <laughs> no, we did not think that. But that's where the cards laid. And so today, um, in 2 Samuel chapter 1, we're kicking off with David lamenting the death of Saul. And so, Bethany, what did you kind of take away from this as you read through this chapter? Well, one of the first things that stood out to me is just how transparent David is before the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, he and we see this throughout the Psalms too, that he is fully himself. He expresses a wider range of emotion. Right. And he expresses this grief. We see in verses 11 and 12, he took a hold of his clothes and tore them. 
And we we see this a lot in other passages, Mm -hmm. too, when people are grieving, especially in the Old Testament. But anyone who's been through grief or has experienced that, they know that somatically in their body, it feels like you're being torn apart from the inside. And so this was an outward expression. This would be mourning of him physically tearing his clothes Mm. and expressing that grief. We say, you know, grief is the inward sorrow and mourning is the outward expression of that sorrow. And so we see David do this just unashamedly. And I'm inspired by his transparent relationship with the Lord. Right, right. David is a friend to us when we're going through hard things. Just his words in the Psalms sometimes help us articulate pain or hardship or different emotions that maybe we don't even have words for allows. I know for me, it's been helpful to pray back some of those words to God when I'm like, I don't even know what to say here. But as you think about grief, have you seen examples of how you get to care for people in the midst of that? I mean, this feels like a kind of thing we don't do great here in the United States. Uh, Speak to that a little bit. How could people do better on handling some of these emotions? Is grief bad? Even throw out that question. Mm -hmm. Right. Grief is not bad. (laughs) Grief is evidence that we loved. Mm -hmm. And so we know that Jesus was very acquainted with grief. Mm -hmm. It is part of being human. So what I would encourage people to do is to notice (laughs) when grief is happening, when you notice that feeling in your stomach, that that tension, that tearing, um, acknowledge that it's there and welcome it. Uh, God designed our bodies to leak with tears. Mm. (laughs) Um, That is a blessing to us. That is a release um, that can help reset our nervous system. Yeah. And it's an opportunity to be transparent before the Lord as David was. And then don't grieve alone. Mm. We will not heal by ourselves. Mm. We are designed. Say that one more time for the people in the back, <laughs> yes. Bethany. You will not heal by yourself. Healing will not take place until others are brought in and we allow people to bear witness to our grief. Hmm. It's when we can be vulnerable, allow our grief to be seen, to be felt, and see that people won't leave the room, that they'll stay. Yeah. And so I would just encourage anyone who is grieving or might be about to enter a season of grief, sometimes we can anticipate that. Mm. I want to challenge them to let people be with them. You know, like I mentioned, that that feeling of grief inside, that tearing, it causes us to want to turn inward. We want to just curl up. And, you know, there's, there's, a, there's time to take space, but also, like I said, healing will not happen right. by yourself. Right. Um, and for those who are walking with someone through grief, who someone they know is grieving, there might be a tendency, you might feel awkward or might not know what to say, and so you might want to avoid them. I would say push through that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and take the pressure off of saying anything inspiring. What matters is that you're present. Just be a human. Welcome that feeling of helplessness. Right. <laughs> because with, with a lot of times with grief, there's there's no words to be said. We just We just need to be with be with each other. Yeah, that's good. I know you have the chance to serve in a variety of ways with Watermark Health, but one of them especially is at our dental extraction clinics where we take over the office of a dentist that's a member here at Watermark. A couple different dentists do this with us. We bring our patients there. We see them in their facilities. Have you ever seen this play out where you've had the chance to sit with someone grieving and just be and not feel like you have to have something profound? 
Yes. Yeah. At uh, the first dental clinic this year, there was a woman who came in and at first she was explaining how she was taking care of her two grandkids. One was elementary age, one was middle school age. And she was explaining how the middle school age grandchild had stopped hanging out with friends, had stopped doing homework, um, was not engaging with her or with others, and just how that was so different than how he normally is. And So um, she was very distressed about that. Like, how do I get him to listen to me? And started asking more questions. And she tells me that she had just lost her daughter months before, which is the children's mother. And so that immediately changed things for me in my mind. Um, And so was able to explain to her, hey, you know, it sounds like all of you are grieving right now. Right. And for someone, I mean, we all know middle school age, that's one of the just most tender hardest times um, when we're trying to connect and figure out who we are and friendships change and all that. So imagine losing your primary caregiver Mm -hmm. um, during that time. And so, you know, was able to tell her, hey, you know, we want to, you know, I want to encourage you to engage just his feeling, um, acknowledge that this is hard, that this is different, that all of you are trying to adjust. And also encourage her that, hey, you're trying to adjust to a new role. You can't just be grandma anymore. That's a role to grieve as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you now have to be <laughs> caretaker, disciplinarian, all of that. That's something to grieve. And I told her to uh, to connect him to some of the leaders at his church, at the church they were attending, um, so that they can help hold that space as well, so that it wasn't all on her. Right. Because that's really heavy, but just told her, hey, he's he's grieving right now. And so, you know, rather than focusing on, you know, why isn't he obeying? How do I get this under control? Hey, let's step back and just acknowledge this is so, so hard. And that's what can happen, right? When we don't lament or grieve appropriately, it comes out sideways and different. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It comes out at a time of not of our choosing yeah. and in a way we don't want. Yeah. And so it's like, can we can we be transparent and authentic with what we're feeling now? Yeah. Or do we want to have a panic attack in three right. months? Right, right. <laughs> you know, at work or, you know. It's good. It's good, Bethany. Well, man, I think we could pick your brain for 30 more minutes on all of this. But um, as we wrap up our time for this morning, I think we just have such a good example here from David. For those of us that have experienced hard things or are walking through hard things, this example to lament and to experience those emotions, to feel them, to bring them before the Lord, and to allow others to be a part of it with us. And so, Bethany, thank you for your wisdom in walking us through this chapter. And as we head through the rest of the week, you're going to have more chances to hear about how we can both read and apply the Word of God together. And so thank you, as always, for joining us on this journey. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.